Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to The Motivating Course. I'm Justin, a motivational speaker and leader who's always more than excited to share our wonderful ideas and topics with you guys. And joining me today, as always, we have host Sway, an aspiring Marine Corps officer who is currently finishing up ROTC and his bachelor's degree in the criminal justice field. This is a part two continuation of my little sub-series here on stress-free living. If you haven't seen part one, definitely go check it out. All this stuff kind of flows together. I did put it in an order that kind of helps it make more sense, kind of following along step one, two, and three here to being as stress-free as possible. So make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Jumping into it today, we are going to have a little conversation about focusing on being present. This is the second most important step to living a stress-free life, and that's what we're going to get into. Oh, so clearly I was missing out because I was like two steps behind in my head? Okay, I'll be present. Go on. Okay. <laughs> so the most important thing that I've learned from the calmest people I know is to remain present. A.K.A. your dad? Yeah. <laughs> Big one. It's a quality that can be observed by all of the greatest meditators, speakers, and honestly, old people. I think old people have this down pretty well. Oh, damn. No offense, Bill. No offense. <laughs> You're the one that called them out, not me, all right? Damn it. So, starting this off here, uh, I think there is a quote that fits this topic perfectly, and it's by Lao Tzu. And he said, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. I've kind of broken this down in that order. We're going to talk about living in the past, why it's not good, living in the future, why that's also not good, and then living in the present. And obviously, that's the most good. Yeah, and why that's good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because that's something that I've always said to people when they're depressed about things that have happened. It's like, it already happened. There's no way that what you do now or in the future is ever going to change the actions that have happened in the past. It might change the feeling you have towards whatever it is, but the initial action that is making you feel that way has already been done. There's no way to go back and change it. So why are you going to be hung up on it? Yeah, I mean, that's perfect too, because that's, that's what I tell people as well. It's like, if it's already happened, it's happened. You can only do things now to prevent going through that experience again. So just learn from it and move on. Now it's just reactionary. Exactly. So the whole point towards living in the past, I have a little analogy that's going to fit this perfectly and hopefully bring a new perspective for you guys. When we burn ourselves on the stove for the first time, we learn to never do that again. But no one is sitting around thinking about the time they were eight and burned themselves on the stove and be like, ah, I'm so stupid. I could have, I could have done things differently. You know, I could have prevented that. Yet, this is what we do when we hurt ourselves in other ways, and especially as adults. But things like in, in friendships, you know, putting your trust in the wrong people or by failing to meet our own expectations or standards. So really, what's the difference? Yeah, sure, sometimes we forget or we make mistakes or simply by not paying attention, we manage to burn ourselves on the stove again, which is the analogy for how we manage to continually hurt ourselves in, in the same regard but we never take it as lessons learned and we need to move on to new experiences let go of the past 
It's done. The burn will go away. The people who hurt you will soon forget about you. And all the mistakes you made will soon be unrealized. Just take the lessons from them, grow, and move on. You can do it a lot faster than you think you can. Yeah, I mean, I can think now of a lot of things that I've done in the past. Like one for my uh, for my dad here, if he's listening, is like I got this big scar right here on my uh, elbow. And um, I was uh, longboarding very fast down the middle of the street in the middle of the night. And I kind of wiped out going up a gutter and rolled through the street instead of the side where there was grass. And my dad always holds it above my head, like, aim for the grass. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like instinctually that I aim for grass whenever I'm falling off of things. And it's not that I just go back at the moment to go, oh, my God, let me think about that time and be hung up on it. It's just now now you learn from the things. So it's pretty funny, too, because um, I have a similar story where I did aim for the grass. <laughs> okay. And it's the first time I actually, first and only time, I dropped my motorcycle. Oh, okay. Right. So I took the smart approach when learning everything, and uh, I went out and bought a, a super sport for my first bike because yeah, that's a always a smart bike. Yeah. move to do. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to ride around the neighborhood for a bit. We're going to get used to how this thing handles before we go out on the main road. Yeah. Let's try going five miles an hour when this is meant to go a buck twenty. Exactly. <laughs> and um, came around a corner, a little too sharp. Trying to get, you know, practice, practice, practice. Okay, I can pull it a little tighter, a little tighter. Okay, I can start going a little faster. Like, I'm getting more comfortable with it. But all in all, I was scared. I was scared of the bike. I was scared of my abilities. And what that fear did was it didn't make me think straight. Mm -hmm. It clouds your judgment. I end up tipping the corner just a little bit, hit it just right, flung the bike up straight, went off the other side of the road into the grass. Yeah. And luckily there were some neighbors outside who saw the whole thing and they came running over and made sure I was good. I was because unlike your scar there, I hit the grass. Um, <laughs> bike, not so lucky. Yeah. Um, the gentlemen, they were super nice. They pushed it to my house, which was like six houses oh. down. I was going to say uh, emotional scarring because they laughed at you once they saw you were okay. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's part <laughs> of it too. But that's the whole thing was in, in that sense, you can look at it as I had a fear of the past yeah. because my past was I have no experience riding a motorcycle yeah. and I was deathly afraid of that, that that was going to impact me now. Mm -hmm. And so much so that I did let it impact me now because it clouded my judgment. It made me mess up. And I luckily I didn't get hurt, but I hurt my bike. Yeah, it stunted your growth and the ability of actually learning that and being comfortable. There is that point to learn from your past. But at the same time, not letting your past affect you. And that can even come from non-experience in things. Yeah. So you can't be looking forward to new opportunities or going into a new field, a new career, and look at your past and be like, oh, well, I don't have any experience doing that. And let that weigh you down. Yeah. Because that's also part of looking into your past. And I think that's a perspective that a lot of people don't understand or they don't take into account for is understanding that non-experience in your past will hold you down from what you're trying to do right now. Yeah. And then I'm certain when we start talking about like the future thing, the being in the present is like a, a thin line that you're trying to balance walking on because there's going to be situations where exactly what you just said, you can't let the past um, 
hold like hold you back onto things you want to do but then you always can't be looking into the future and not take action on it so i mean like i said i'm sure it's going to be explained a little bit better but it's something that i'm like visualizing right now of like you know the tightrope with the bar and you're trying to walk on that line of like being present yeah and it's pretty difficult when you're you're explaining it but once you start taking these um steps into action in your life and you actually start practicing it and you know be being conscious of when you're being held by your past mistakes or past actions that have held you back being able to separate away from that it'll be a lot easier to walk that tightrope yeah you know that that tightrope analogy is actually really good because if you notice as people walk on the tightrope they're going to lean a little left they're going to lean a little right but they're always going to keep going forward on that tightrope and not fall it's when you lean too far to the left or too far to the right that you lose your balance and you fall down so you are still going to take from your past when you lean to the left and you're still going to look forward to the anticipations and the plans you have from the future which is going to be leaning to the right and you balance both those out and it makes walking down that tightrope that much easier but i think that's a, a good summary there for what to take from the past understanding that things that have already happened They've happened and there's nothing you can do about it. So the only thing you can do is take the lessons learned and move on. Do your best not to burn yourself on the stove again. And at the same time, understand that non-experience in your past is also something that can create fear in your life for right now. And that's something that people should actively work on eliminating, eliminating those types of fears. And speaking of fear, there's another word for that too. Being anxious. Being anxious. And being anxious is all about living in the future. Yeah. Living in the future requires a lot of contingencies. There's a lot of what-ifs and a lot of, well, when this happens, then we do this. And yet nothing has happened. So all these thoughts, can they can clutter your mind and, and cause a lot of anxiety, and they can bog down your performance with day-to-day living. Anxiety can be very real. And although it can stem from being too forward-thinking, if you do suffer from anxiety to a point where it disabilitates you, uh, you should definitely seek professional help. By no means are we psychiatrists here on the show. Uh, We're talking about our experiences, the way that we live our lives, the way we're trying to live our lives, and how to help you guys progress forward in the best possible way. Now, you see, there's, there's scenarios where I can imagine that it's pretty difficult for that right like if i'm gonna go which i hope to god i don't have to uh parachuting you know skydiving and you're gonna be anxious of the drop so when you're going up you're gonna be constantly like shaking you're gonna be constantly peeing yourself but then to like separate and be like okay just live in the present it's already happening i'm gonna have to jump off so mm-hmm. let's just enjoy it dude <laughs> I would kill myself. Is that really your biggest fear? It's not a biggest fear. It's just I can see where the anxiety is heightened to such a point. But then once you drop, like once you jump, I can imagine all the anxiety just floats away. It's left as you go hurling towards the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just like, all right, if anything happens, it's going to happen. There's no way for me to stop it now. But all the anxiety is left on the airplane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like leading up to the initial jump off the door or out of the door, you're going to be feeling all types of anxiety. But then detaching from it from the moment you leave the airplane, like 
I mean, I've been told from people that have been skydiving that it's like a weight just gets off. It's like leaves their shoulder as soon as they start flying towards the earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's good too because it does lead into the rest of my point here about the future because the present can be kind of convoluted because you're like, is the, well, is the present all of today? Is it this very second? Is it this moment in time? And there's different at different points in your life, it's going to kind of seem like being present is a little bit of a longer of a stretch. Yeah. Is it like, are the boundaries of present meaning like today? So like this 24 hour period, or is it like the activities that I have planned out for the day or what I'm doing right now? Like, and the majority of it is it's in the moment, Okay. but it's when you're actively doing something. So like if you're waiting for the next thing, going on and and being present doesn't seem all that helpful towards you the present can kind of expand and contract just that little bit it does have that breathing room for you again like you're talking about if you're talking about your plans for today like this 24-hour period well you're still thinking in the future because how do you even know you're going to get to those plans Mm -hmm. and like you said with jumping out of the plane that's one of those things where like that that present moment's going to shrink very small because there's a lot of there's just a lot going on. There's a lot demanded of you. Yeah. So how much do you need to give? How much do you need to focus on every single second? If you're sitting down watching TV, it's not very demanding. You don't need to focus on every single second yeah. and make sure that you're doing very precise, you know, calculated movements. So you get a little bit of that breathing room there. I like that where you say once you're out of the plane, that weight's lifted off your shoulder mm-hmm. because now everything, almost everything is completely out of your control. Yeah. Because now the past was you already stepped out of the plane. How are you going to change that? Yeah. There's the only one thing. How to, you're going to yeah, hit the ground. That's the only thing to look forward to. So now just enjoy screaming your lungs out. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all you got to do. But I like how that weight gets lifted off of your shoulder, though, because it goes perfectly with um, kind of what I have to say about the future to everybody. And that's tomorrow is never promised. Okay. Let alone the next few minutes. If you jump out of that plane, you never know what's going to happen in the next few seconds because yeah. you could be seconds away from the end of your life or you pull the parachute at the right time, it opens properly, you hit the ground at a nice soft pace and everything's everything's good, right? And now you still have the rest of your life to look forward to. There's no amount of planning or micromanaging that can save you from your fate. We all like to think we're going to make it into you know our 80s or 90s and everything's going to be good, and we're going to just die in our sleep one day. But, and although that is real for a lot of people, it's only a lot of people. Who's to say you're not a part of the rest of the people that don't make it that yeah, far? The minority that yeah doesn't make it. We never know truly what tomorrow is going to bring. So we can take all that anxiety and all those nervous thoughts, and we just need to kick them back with a grain of salt. Because every second that you're here is is really borrowed time you know every moment you have is is a gift and that's why we call it the present there's another quote for you right Ooh, throw it in there you know i've but never heard of that you've never <laughs> heard so that? dumb <laughs> wow yeah all right well anyways <laughs> but it's you know it's true so all these all these plans you make for the future especially when you start planning you know years and years and years out it gets more and more convoluted And if you focus so hard on that vision and on those plans for 20 years from now, it's going to suck. 
it's going to bring a lot of anxiety because every single day where you have your pitfalls, it, you're just going to feel so far away from that 20-year goal. But then you don't realize like every little pitfall, every little moment in time where something doesn't go right, imagine how long a day is compared to 20 years. It doesn't mean a whole lot. That's why a lot of things with self-improvement and growing with yourself is all about gaining knowledge yeah because it's this small accumulative growth that's going to bring you towards your success in life not this master vision plan for you to strictly follow day in and day out it's to get a little bit better every day so that way when the opportunity for your type of success presents itself you're well equipped to tackle that opportunity and come out on top yeah, like you said before, you, you would then have all those tools in your toolbox ready to use from, you know, listening to podcasts like this, listening, reading other books, self-help improvement and learning how to change that initial mindset. Because if you're going to be somebody that's stuck living in the past and you want to change and get somewhere in your life, you're not going to be able to do that if you're hung up with the mistakes of the past. But then, you know listening to tips like this, listening to other people's tips, listen, uh, reading some books about that helps you change the perspective of, listen, I got to get out of this rut and find a way to um, disconnect the wires that are holding me back there. You can lose out on so much opportunity by focusing on these like masterful plans. Yeah. And it's like you need to be flexible. You need to be able to go with the flow. And the best way to do that is focus on the present because you don't know what you're missing out on yeah. if you're looking 20 years down the road right Well, yeah, if, if the whole point is to be able to change, it's not like it's it's a one-time change. Like self-improvement is to change, but also constantly. Exactly. You're not just changing the one time and that's your, your masterpiece that you're envisioning in your head that you're going to become. You have to keep molding yourself and changing throughout that journey. It's not just a one-time thing. Yeah, and that's why your plans only need to be so specific so that way you understand what, you know, what windows of opportunity you're actually looking for. Yeah, which target you're aiming at and then just do it. Exactly, because as long as you land somewhere on that board, you know you're going to be good. But you don't want to be shooting at the completely wrong board because it doesn't matter how many times you hit it, it's not where you want to be. Yeah. So going to the gun range and you're shooting at my target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in shooting two stalls away. But that's that's the point of that with the future. All right, guys. It's tomorrow really is never promised. So there is a point of making plans, making sure you're on the right step and on the right path and continually moving forward with everything. But at the same time, you have to take that grain of salt with the future. You can't let it weigh you down. You can't let it hold you back from opportunities you see right now. And you just have to be able to focus on the present, enjoy the time you have right now, and live while you can. So all in all, with the past and the future covered, it's bringing us to this present moment right now. And being present is the truest form of keeping your peace. It will spare you from depression. It will, it will relieve your worries. Enjoy your time today. Spend it with those you care about. Do the things that matter to you and take your time to appreciate the little things. And on the topic of appreciation, we appreciate you guys so much. And I've seen a bunch of people that have been sharing the podcast on to just like Facebook posts. 
um, but I urge that people, you know, you can also directly send these videos to friends and family and loved ones and, you know, people you talk to. Um, you can just go ahead and directly send this to them. Also remember, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Like, comment, do all that, please. We appreciate it. It helps us get out there a little bit more. Um, we have all of our social media links down in the description. And then also be cautious. Uh, remember that there's another episode coming out this Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. If you have the notification bell uh, clicked, it will notify you as soon as it gets released, so you can check that out. And typically, we do drop new episodes every Monday and Wednesday at 8 a.m. EST. And I did get the anchor thing figured out, so we are also scheduled to upload Monday and Wednesday at 8 a.m. across all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. Mind you, at this point in time, we are one week behind on other platforms, so if you want the newest, freshest content, be sure to check that out on YouTube. Also, if you enjoy seeing our wonderful faces, check us out on YouTube. But otherwise, as far as all the other platforms go, we're getting there, okay? We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> and until next time, go on and get it.